everything to God in prayer. Take my hand, precious Lord. Lead me on all the way, all the way. Everything I ever needed, I said, Lord, in you, I found it, Lord, in you. Yes, I found it, Lord, in you. Everything, Everything. I wish and dream, I found it, found it. Lord, in you. Let the world make their offer. Praise God. If you know the Lord, the power of the Holy Ghost, if you know the truth, amen, you don't need to go shopping for what you need. Just dig deeper into what you already have. Expand on what God has already given you. Hallelujah. Walk closer to Him. You don't need another God. You don't need a, a variety in your life to satisfy the longing of your heart. Praise God. Draw nigh to God, the Bible says, and he will draw nigh unto us. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. I appreciate all that has been said. Songs, every part of this service tonight. Presence of the Lord that we're able to feel. Isn't God good? Isn't God good? If you turn to the first chapter of the book of 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 1. My musicians run off too fast. I want to sing a chorus. Brother Ed bragged on my singing before church. Makes me want to sing again. He said he wants me to sing at his funeral. Brother Hubert said, that's not fair. Everybody have to listen to it except Brother Ed. And, he's, and Brother Hubert said, and he's the only one likes to hear it. Maybe I ought to sing at Brother Hubert's funeral so you can enjoy it, Brother Ed. But not anytime soon. Maybe we'll sing, maybe we won't, maybe we'll sing without any music. First chapter of the book of First Corinthians. Verse 18. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God. By the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, 
unto the Jews a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks foolishness. But unto them which are called, both Jew and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For you see your calling, brother, how that, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God hath chosen foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things that are mighty, and base things of the world, and things which are despised, hath God chosen, yea, and things which are not, to bring to naught things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. And in the 53rd chapter of the book of Isaiah, Bible said, Who hath believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Amen. I want to sing that chorus, When the Savior reached down for me, and he reached way down for me, hallelujah, I want to, for just a little while tonight, I want to remind you of uh, the only source of hope that any of us have, and our responsibility to see to it that other people have a chance also to come into this blessed hope and blessed truth. Amen. We have a tremendous responsibility, first of all, to understand and appreciate what God has offered us, and also to see to it that other people know about it. Amen. Have an understanding of it also. The same. And the Savior. Reach down for me when he reached way down for me. I was lost and undone, but he made me his son. When the Savior reached down for me, when he reached way down for me, I was lost and undone, but he Let's pray, God, help us tonight. Anoint us and use us, God, that we can bring a message, God, to your people. In a little while, let us get this message over to them. Let us understand, let us know, and give glory to God. Send us forth from this place tonight with a burning desire to share this message of hope and truth. Reveal yourself to us. Let us understand it. Let us see it clearly. God, so clear that it never leave our mind, never leave our heart. God, but it will illuminate our life. It will be a lamp to our feet and a light to our pathway. In the name of the Lord, let us go forth in this dark world carrying this torch. Save us, God, with truth and with your word and your spirit. 
your blood. We'll praise you in Jesus' name. Everybody say in Jesus' name. God bless you. You can be seated. There's so many things that are a part of the work of God. Church houses, buildings, music, people, singing, worshiping, praying, prayer rooms and altars, olive oil and Bibles, microphones and musical instruments, so many things connected with the work of God. There are programs in Sunday school and literature, teachers and training, and, uh, and talent, and uh, so much involved. But uh, we don't want to lose sight, and we don't want to lose our appreciation for the real heart and core of what salvation is about. Almost 2,000 years ago, God Almighty came to this earth, the great holy God of heaven. And he emptied into this earth and into his plan the entirety of his wisdom, his righteousness, his purity, and his love, and even his own life. Everything that was contrary to his nature, he came to this earth and took upon him a body of flesh. It was an embarrassment to God to even live here on this earth among the wickedness. This world set out to offend him and insult him and reject him. He wept over Jerusalem. His heart was broken. He came here and was not welcomed. He came here and was spit upon and despised. The religious leaders were jealous of him, and they set about to discredit him. They questioned his motive, and uh, they questioned his authority. They said he cast out devils by Beelzebub, the prince of devils. And in every way that they could, they found fault with him, and they sought to hurt his feelings and uh, to insult and embarrass him. His entrance into this world, when you consider the holiness of God, the purity, the righteousness, no reproach, no shame, no uh, misery had ever come to him. He had never been touched with anything improper or questionable. But he came to this earth and he arrived here in the midst of accusations and speculation. Everybody knew that Mary was not married when Jesus was born. And so the rumor mills turned out the stories. And he got here uh, with shame hanging over him in the eyes of the people. Disgrace hanging over him in the eyes of the people. He was born in a stable. And, uh, and, and so he... He began his life here on this earth with, uh, with shame and sorrow as his companion. His uh, earthly father, who was not his father, but uh, Joseph was a carpenter, was a carpenter, and, uh, and so his humble surroundings 
his humble settings was such that he had no prestige or entrance into this world. Amen. Uh, Mary uh, acknowledged that Joseph was not the father of Jesus. Uh, I said she was not married. Uh, she, their marriage had not been consummated. And Joseph was not the father of Jesus. Amen. So God Almighty, the great eternal God of heaven, His righteousness, His holiness, His deity, His supremacy, all that He was, He brought Himself to this earth. He humbled Himself, amen, to enter into a body of flesh and to enter this world uh, humiliated and, uh, and oppressed. And uh, he came here uh, to suffer and he came here to die. To offer up that fleshly body for the sins of the world. All that God was, amen, funneled down to man in this human body. All that God had to offer, he brought it here, amen, and offered it to us in his own flesh, his own sonship. And he went to Calvary, amen. The only thing, the only thing that could perfect man and save man and deliver man was for God himself to come and offer his own sinless flesh, his own body, amen, as a sin sacrifice. That's the story of Calvary. That's the message of the cross. Amen. Bible said in, in Isaiah 53, that's the revelation, the exposed arm of God, the understood outreach of the Almighty stretched forth to this earth. The only way that God could reach in the heart of man and change him and take out his sin and his wickedness and wash the inside and purify the heart of man. The only way that it could be done was for God himself to come and offer up the sinless sacrifice. The perfect lamb, the spotless lamb. There was no other. They had taken the choice from every flock. They had killed the choice from every herd. Amen. And man's sin was still not remitted. And man was still not redeemed. It didn't work. The Mosaical law, the killing of the sheep, the lambs, the slaughter of the oxen, the firstborn of the heifers in the caves, Amen. and man still was filled with sin and wickedness and was still not pure and not clean. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, and those wages had not been paid. The Bible says the soul that sinneth shall surely die. Amen. So man was dying for his own sins. And dying because of his own sins. Amen. There had to be blood shed. Uh, but uh, the blood of bulls and goats and heifers, the scripture said, could not take away sin. God came to this earth and offered up his own flesh as a sacrifice for sin. It is that revelation. And uh, I don't want to preach to you long tonight. But if somehow God would help me to just give this to you. And you would take it and say, I've got it. Amen. I understand it. I receive it. Amen. It's clear to me now. I've grasped the concept. I receive the revelation. Sometimes we think that uh, we have uh, the full revelation uh, when we understand the oneness of God. I thank God for that revelation. The revelation of the oneness of God. Hallelujah. You're, you're way ahead of uh, the theologians. You're way ahead of the 
the smart people of religion because they still believe in three gods. They don't have the understanding. I thank God for the revelation of who Jesus Christ is. Jesus Christ is a mighty God manifest in flesh. Amen. The Spirit dwelling in Him is Jehovah God, the Almighty, the Creator, the great eternal Spirit, the body that He lived in, the flesh that He lived in is the Son of God, the man Christ Jesus, the Mediator, the Lamb of God. Amen. The, uh, the flesh, the man Christ Jesus, the Sonship, the Son of God. Jesus Christ is God manifest in the flesh. The word Jesus means Jehovah salvation. Not just Jehovah, but Jehovah Savior. Not just Jehovah, but Jehovah in a body of flesh. Amen. Not just the Father, but the Father dwelling in a fleshly body. Amen. That fleshly body is a sonship. Praise God. Jesus Christ. Amen. Is both spirit and flesh. Jesus Christ is both Father and Son. Amen. In Him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And we're complete in Him. That's why when we baptize you, we baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of your sins. Amen. That's the body. That's the spirit. That's the entirety of God. There's nothing more in the Godhead. We don't leave anything out when we say in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. It's all in Him. There's one body and one spirit. Praise God. And Jesus Christ was that one spirit in that one body. And there is none other. Amen. The Holy Ghost is that same spirit. There's nothing else in the Godhead. There's nothing else in deity. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ is the great eternal God in a body of flesh. Thank God for that revelation. I ask you tonight. Are you satisfied that you have that revelation? Is it clear with you you're not confused? Amen. Is it clear the oneness of God is clear with you? Would you wave your hand? Amen. You have that understanding that Jesus Christ is a mighty God. Amen. And I appreciate that. And that is necessary. Hallelujah. I say that is necessary. And there's one thing God has helped us. Amen. We have preached that and we have preached that. And that we may lose people uh, to the picture show or the television or cigarettes. But by the help of God, we don't lose none to the assemblies of God. And we don't lose none to the Trinitarians. Amen. Because we do have that revelation. That truth is down in our heart. Amen. But I want to talk to you tonight about another revelation. Which is really, really part of the core and the essence of this revelation. Isaiah said, who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? The revelation, amen, of what happened on Calvary. The revelation of what really took place there. The revelation of the mystery. Do I understand? Do I fully understand what Calvary is all about? If somehow tonight the Bible says the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. You either got it or you don't have it. Amen. The, 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 the crucified Christ. His hanging on Calvary. His dying there. The shedding of His blood. Amen. What happened there? The, 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 the suffering and the agony of all of it. For our transgressions. For our iniquity. For our peace. For our healing. For our afflictions. All of it wrapped up there. And Jesus Christ addressed all of the possible uh, maladies and problems that mankind would ever face. 
Amen. All in the cross. All in the crucifixion. All in the gospel. It's all in there. Amen. You reject the gospel and you're out of it. You get nothing. Amen. From Jesus. Uh, You get nothing of heaven. Nothing of eternal life. Amen. You can't talk in tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance if you reject the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. You can't jump over Calvary and say, I'm going to join up with y'all at the upper room. Oh, no, mister. Amen. You've got to have the revelation of the necessity. You've got to have the revelation of the power. You've got to have the revelation, the understanding, not only of the oneness of God, but you've got to understand what the gospel does for us. This scripture in the first chapter of 1 Corinthians says, the preaching of the cross is the power of God. Amen. Do you understand that the preaching of the cross is the power of God? Praise Hallelujah. We say the power of God. Oh, that's, that's that spirit that spoke the world into existence. Amen. That's that great power that hung the stars in the sky. Uh, yes, it is. But when it comes to the salvation of man, amen, him hanging the stars in the sky is not what does it. And when it comes to the salvation of man, uh, separating the land from the water is not what does it. When it comes to the salvation of man, uh, the fact that he fields the universe is not what does it but it's what happened at Calvary what did that great God do on Calvary what took place there amen just outside Jerusalem almost 2,000 years ago now that's the revelation that we must have also hallelujah it's hard for anybody uh, to really appreciate their salvation and their deliverance until they can have and develop a clear concept of the finished work of Calvary. Amen. It's because of the blood of Jesus. That's because that Christ died for me. Amen. It's because that He took the agony. And He took the sorrow. And He took the misery. Amen. Where are your sins? Where are your sins tonight? If you've genuinely repented. And if you've been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Don't let the devil take your joy. Don't let the devil beat you to death with your past. You've got to have a revelation of the arm of God. You've got to know that in Calvary, in His suffering and His death and His resurrection, Amen, your sins have been removed and they're gone forever. The price has been paid. The record has been settled. Amen, your, your record is clear and clean because of Calvary. It's not just an evangelistic story that we tell of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But the Bible says to them that believe, it is the power of God. What kind of demonstration of the power of God do we want to see? The Bible says the Jews require sign. Amen, they want to see some kind of sign, mystery. And the Greeks require wisdom. They want to sit down and philosophize and, uh, and argue it. And they want to see it all uh, laid out in uh, all kind of big uh, terms and the philosophy of it. And, and they want to dissect it. And they want to rationalize all of it. Praise God. You're not going to be saved by signs. And you're not going to be saved by wise sayings. Amen. But the preaching of the gospel is the power of God. Amen. And the only way to be saved is to enter into that that crucifixion, that gospel, and be crucified with Christ. Be one with His death. Be one with His crucifixion. Amen. Wrap yourself up in it. 
praise God, and know Him in the power of His resurrection and the fellowship. Everyone say the fellowship. The fellowship of His suffering. Praise God. You want the power of God? I'll tell you what the power of God is. You get a clear understanding of Calvary. You get an understanding of the preaching of the cross. Amen. The preaching of the cross and death, burial, and resurrection. And you have entered into a dimension of power. For the preaching of the cross is the power of God. But unto them which are called both Jew and Greek, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Verse 18 said the preaching of the cross of them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved. But unto us which are saved. You want to see the power of God? Amen. You want to have the power of God working in your life? The preaching of the cross. The revelation of the cross. The understanding of what Calvary is about. The understanding of the blood. Amen. The appreciation for the suffering. Amen. That's the power of God. That puts you in a dimension of faith. Amen. That you can believe God for anybody. You can believe God for the salvation of anybody. Hallelujah. Jesus can. His blood can. Amen. His plan can. Who hath believed our report and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Praise God. You're here tonight, you need to understand what Calvary has affected for your life. You need to appreciate what Jesus Christ accomplished there. Amen. God didn't come to this earth, amen, just to institute a little new form of religion. But He came to this earth to totally change man's outcome, man's outlook. He came to give man an opportunity that he had never had before. He didn't come to put Adam back in the Garden of Eden. He didn't come to restore Eve to her place of innocence. But He came to give us a brand new life and a brand new hope and prepare us or give us the means for preparing ourselves for that heaven that Brother Mac was talking to us about a while ago. Now I'm going to tell you about heaven. Amen. You can speculate. You can dream. You can have a vision. Amen. Enjoy it. It's wonderful. It's glorious. And the very best that you can do and hope for, remember it's going to be better than that. It may be different from that, but it'll be better than that. Hallelujah. And nobody sure can't say it ain't going to be that way, Brother Mac. Amen. Nobody can prove it's not exactly like that. But heaven's going to be God's very best. Amen. He's been working on it a long, long time. And the Bible said it's prepared for them that love Him. You look at all the beauties of this world, and this is made for everybody. But heaven is made for those that love Him. Amen. And you can be sure that He has instituted and uh, incorporated His very finest ideas. He built all this earth in less than a week, and He's been working on that now for a couple thousand years. So you can imagine it's going to be quite, quite a place. Hallelujah. How are we going to get there? Praise God by the power of the preaching of the cross, by the power of the crucified Christ. Our afflictions, amen. If you're sick, you're not healed by my prayer. You're not healed by this all. Can I tell you, you're not healed by the strength of my faith. Amen. You're not healed by how loud we all gather around and pray for you. But if somehow my faith and your faith and our prayer, amen, the obedience to the Word of God, the anointing with all, all of our faith together can bring us into a clear revelation. Jesus suffered. 
He received stripes in his body. Amen for our affliction. And if somehow our revelation, if somehow our enlightenment can be such, amen, that this affliction was in the stripes that Jesus received. Those stripes on his back. Amen. Just as we sang that song, there was one drop that was shed just for me. Hallelujah. We must believe that in those stripes, our affliction was taken and cared for and incorporated and included there. A revelation of the preaching of the cross. The Bible said, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. What spirit did he go there with? What love drove him to Calvary? What compassion uh, brought him to this earth? How much he loved us. What was the motivation, Brother Mike, that he would pay such a price? What was the motivation? What was he thinking when he left his throne in glory? Amen. A holy one to come down here among cursing and blaspheming men. A holy one to come down here among such evil. A clean one to come and live in Nazareth. Oh, if you hadn't been to Nazareth, you don't know how to appreciate that. You remember that day we walked down the street of Nazareth? You were there. They had that little trench down the middle of the main road where the donkeys walked and the sewer run. And we ate in that cafe and it had all them cats under the table. And the sewer was running right at the edge of the cafe. i never forget we had mustard greens with clabber on it. I never did like that. Nazareth, he came from heaven and lived in Nazareth. Filthy, flies, amen. What was the motivation? What was the driving force that caused him to do that? I'll tell you why. He loved the soul of men enough, amen, that he was driven by compassion and by love. Amen. Hallelujah. He loved the soul of men enough to do it. That spirit, that, that compassion. You see, God knows how long eternity is. I can't imagine, Brother Mac. Brother Mac talks of billions of years. It's more than that, Brother Mac. We cannot imagine, but God knows. God knows. And the Bible says that, that hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. How hot is hell? God knows. I don't know. Amen. We set brush pile on fire the other day with a bunch of tires in it and uh, we stood there and watched it and we said hell is going to be something those way those waves of flames just billowing billowing up and rolling and rolling 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 but we still don't know how hot hell is but god knows god knows the value of a soul god knows what judgment day is going to be like god knows what kind of weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth is going to be? God knows. And because He knows all of that, and because He loves, Amen, He went to Calvary and paid the price to save men from sin. I would that somehow tonight, not only for ourselves, but for our children, for our loved ones, for the people that we meet, for the people that we work with, for our neighbors and those we come in contact with, I wish we could get the revelation tonight. Not the revelation of the oneness of God, but the revelation of God coming to this earth to save man. A real understanding of how far he reached and, and why he would go to such extents to say such extent to save man. Amen. If somehow we could 
have a new sense of value for our soul, if somehow we could have a new sense of urgency for the lost, if somehow he let him beat him and spit on him and whip him and crucify him between two thieves, he let them put a crown of thorns on his head, and he did all of that because he cared enough. He cared enough for man's salvation. And then when he left this earth, he left it all in our hand. He said, now this is what I came to bring you. This is man's only hope. There's no salvation outside of this. This is the power of God. The preaching of the cross, the understanding of Calvary, the understanding of the crucifixion and redemptive plan of God, sacrifice of his own flesh, this is the power of God. This is what is going to affect man's salvation. This is the only way to reach the lost. And he gave it to us. And I'm not sure that we have that revelation. I'm not sure that we have that driving force and that incentive. I'm not sure that we have that appreciation for the value of a soul. Amen. We give an altar call sometimes and it almost seems that nobody cares whether anyone's saved or not. It almost seems that we're satisfied to go home with our lost loved ones and let them be lost. It almost seems that uh, there is no compassion, hardly any compassion for lost souls. We can almost say, well, they have the same chance I have. Amen. But God left his throne in glory, came down here and paid that price. Oh, that somehow, somehow, instead of tying up a Trinitarian and saying, I've got the revelation, I know who Jesus is, and I can explain to you. Oh, that God would help us to go further than that. Not only understand that Jesus Christ is God Almighty, but understand what he came here for. What is it all about? And he gave it to us. He said, all right, it's yours now. Take it. Amen. Take this concept. Take this message. Take this gospel. This is the power of God. It's going to be foolishness to them that are lost. Not going to make sense to people that don't want to be saved. Amen. But to those that believe. Now some people would rather see a sign. Some people would rather have wisdom. Amen. But to those that believe it's a power of God. It's powerful. It can take your sins away. It can erase your past. It can make you a new creature. It can give you a new heart. It can perform such a miracle of grace and mercy. Praise God. And again and again we can come to Calvary. And again and again, the freshness, amen, of the miracle. Praise God, the concept of, of his gift to us. He loved us so much, amen. If it had not been, if it hadn't been for Calvary, if it hadn't been for the old rugged cross, if it hadn't been for the shed blood, we would still be in our sins. But it's given to us to know, it's given to us to understand and to go forth and carry this message. That's why... That's why the Bible says it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Because without, without getting this across to people, amen, how are they going to repent unless they understand God's plan for getting rid of their sins? How are they going to, how are they going to have hope unless we're able to, to get this to them, this concept, this revelation that God Almighty 
emptied himself into all of this. And we have here, amen, we have here this tremendous plan born in the wisdom of God and in the love of God and bought with his own blood and his own life. And he gives it to us. He says, here is your hope. Here is the power. Here is life. Amen. Here is salvation. Here is deliverance. Praise God. Cast all your cares upon him. Let the blood of Jesus wash you. Let the blood of Jesus sanctify you. Would you stand while they come to the music? Amen. Sinner, sinner, understand that it's not a matter of uh, indoctrinating you with a lot of church rules. Praise God. We just need to bring you to the place that you understand that if you can walk in and be crucified with Christ, take this whole world. I die with him. Amen. I die with him. I go to the cross with him. Amen. And as it was, just embrace that crucified Christ. Embrace that cross of Calvary. Embrace the love of God. Wrap yourself in it. Amen. Say, only, only by your mercy, only by your love, only by your grace. Hallelujah. And let the power of the preaching of the cross, let the power of the message of the cross, amen, let it come through to you until you can grasp it. And then you, you don't have to have, you don't have to struggle trying to get enough faith. You don't have to struggle trying to get enough faith as long as you once you get to the place that you have that revelation, I know what Jesus did, then it's a matter of whether you're willing to be crucified with Him. Praise God. And then you know it will work. It is powerful. It is miraculous. And it will work in your life. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, and the burdens of my heart rolled away. It was there I faith I received my sight. And now happy always at the cross. At the cross, my first and the burdens of my heart rolled away. It was there I received my sight. the cross how did you get rid of your sins how did you change so drastic how did you become a new person how did you get a clean heart it was there by faith I received hallelujah and now happy What the cross Revelation of the arm of God Revelation of the plan of God Revelation of the gospel message It's the power of God If you ever understand it It'll be powerful in your life If you ever fully grasp it 
here tonight you appreciate enough knowledge you received enough knowledge to repent be baptized in Jesus name and get the Holy Ghost you appreciate that Bible said but continue on to know him continue on to know him oh if somehow tonight if God would rebaptize us with an understanding let the scales from our eyes and let us see Amen. Jesus didn't just come here and do that and then go away. Amen. It was not an end within itself. Praise God. But he says, now, you take up your cross. You take up your cross and follow me. His cross was to go there and do it. Our cross is to pick it up and take it and carry it now. Amen. Carry that gospel. It's the power of God. The gospel message. The saving gospel. The gospel of the death, burial, and resurrection. The gospel of his death, his blood. Amen. The gospel of dying. Amen. And being redeemed. We've got to carry it. If somehow I could have the love, praise God, that drove him to Calvary. Praise God, then I would take it and carry it from there. If I if I could understand how long eternity is and how hot hell is and what a soul is worth. If I could love the lost like he loved the lost. Are you listening? Are you ready to just, just ready to go on home? You didn't testify tonight. Amen. Now you're ready to go home. You'd rather go without praying. Amen. You'd rather, you'd rather keep it light. Just kind of keep it light and don't, don't really get too stirred up about it. But Jesus left his throne in glory. And our only hope, amen, is that his blood will cover our soul. Hallelujah. God help us tonight. I wonder if there's somebody here who'd like to come kneel in the altar. Amen. Say, Lord, I have a revelation of your name. I have a revelation of your oneness. I have the Holy Ghost. I've been baptized in Jesus' name. But I'm asking you tonight to baptize me with a fresh understanding of your mission, your purpose, your power of Calvary. Is there somebody who can kneel here and say, Oh God, tonight, amen, let the power of the gospel come fresh through to my soul again. Amen, that I go forth somehow. Hallelujah, with that burning understanding. Amen, the wheels of the glory of God turning within me. Hallelujah, that somehow, just as Jesus come to bring it, I can go forth to share Hallelujah, to know Him, to know the fellowship of His suffering and the power, the power of His resurrection, the power of His gospel. Hallelujah, sinner, come tonight. Backslider, come tonight. Lost man, come tonight. Amen. Come and know the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah,
just a memory anymore. Let me say to you preachers from this church, Brother McManus, older than I am, and I do not offer this advice except to the younger preachers, but I want to tell you preachers, you will never advance beyond the preaching of the cross. Don't ever try to outgrow that. Don't ever think that your ministry needs to move beyond that and deeper than that. Amen. You will never get any deeper or any more powerful than the preaching of the cross of Calvary. Amen. That's as powerful as it's going to get. That's as deep as it's going to get. If you can grasp that revelation, amen, that's the ultimate. There is no greater knowledge of God than to know Him and the fellowship of his suffering, the power of his resurrection. Amen. Don't dig for mysteries, but dig for revelation of the work of Calvary. The Apostle Paul in the very next chapter, second chapter, first Corinthians, he said, I am determined to know nothing among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Hallelujah. We hadn't, we hadn't reached the depth of that story yet. We hadn't preached it in its full power yet. Amen. We will never advance beyond that. There are many, many, many other things that must be preached. There are many warnings to be given. There are many lines to draw. There are many things to know. But there's never and never will be anything more powerful than the preaching of the cross of Calvary. That's the power of God. That is the most powerful message that there is. I have no desire uh, to uh, be put on display. I really have no desire to preach big meetings where they expect you to just really, really hold the crowd spellbound. 
and compete with others who can do the same. Have no desire for that. Really have no desire. I'd be glad to preach a street meeting and tell somebody about the crucified Christ. Hallelujah. I'm not interested in joining forces with big powers and big names to pull people, saints from different parts of the country to come in and be impressed with the program and maybe entice them to pick up and move in and join this big, big, powerful operation that's taking place there. I'm not interested in being a part of that. Amen. But I want to preach the crucified Christ. Some poor sinner will see hope. Some poor backslider can understand that there's still a door open for him. Some drunkard that's wallowing in sin can understand that in Jesus, praise God, there's enough power there to redeem them and set them free. Just the power of God, Christ and Him crucified. Everyone say Christ and Him crucified. Christ and Him crucified. Hallelujah. Let's stand and ask God to help us to grow in that understanding to grow in that message father help us help us tonight to grow in the understanding of the crucified christ oh jesus where this world is crucified to us and we're crucified to the world to die with him and to live with him to suffer with him and to reign with him hallelujah lord let that spirit of calvary take hold to us that urgency, Lord, that value of a soul, that love for the lost. Oh, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. Your stripes, Lord Jesus, your suffering and your agony. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Give us a fresh understanding and appreciation, Lord. Fresh revelation, Lord, a fresh revelation of the power of the preached gospel of Christ. The name of Jesus, in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's worship the Lord some more. Let's love Him some more. I love you. I love you. I love you. I worship you. Oh, Jesus, died for me. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. God bless you in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, I wish that God somehow would help me to get it across tonight, some way to get it across that you could grab hold to it and take it home with you. Name of the Lord. God bless you in Jesus' name. Beer wins tonight. Name of the Lord. Pray for Sister Jane. Some of your sisters help us if you
Let's pray for Brother Allen. Thank you. 